Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, another edition of the Fat and the Furious with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Two great interviews from WWE SmackDown, Raquel Rodriguez. And boy, oh boy, is she in a great mood. From badass to smiley, happy woman, what's on tap for Raquel on SmackDown? Also, Mr. Monday Night, fellow WWE Hall of Famer, Rob Van Dam, talking about his Hall of Fame induction and CBD and all of its benefits. Tune it up, tune it in, the Fat and the Furious edition of the Busted Open Podcast. For the first time ever, a former NXT Tag Team Champion, a former NXT Women's Champion, and now a member of the SmackDown roster. She has a huge smile on her face. You can tell the excitement. Let's welcome to the show Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel, Welcome to Busted Open. I am Bully Ray. That is Tommy Dreamer. We've never met before. I don't know if you have ever, Tommy, have ever met before, but welcome to the show this morning. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be talking to y'all. I have heard your podcast so many times, and I know a lot of people have been on your podcast as well, so this is very exciting for me this morning, as you can tell by the smile. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I, I just got to remind you, it is live radio that we also have a podcast, but it is live, live, live radio. radio. But this is Sirius XM. You could say what you whatever you want. All bets are off. So um, uh, we're, very, we're very happy to have you on. And uh, it's great to see you in an awesome mood. I, I'm just going to start off the que- you know, start off with some questions and the chat right now. Raquel, what was it like for you to get the call up to SmackDown? It was it was exciting. It was relieving. It was crazy. It was every emotion you can think of. I've been at the PC since late 2016 and I've been training. I didn't have my debut till 2020 with Dakota Kai. And so it's been a long journey for me. You know, I've, I did college basketball before that and, and trying to, to find my way back into this world that I wanted to be a part of so much because my father as well was a wrestler. I'm a second generation wrestler. And so it's, it was something that it felt like it was a long time coming, but it was also quickly squashed by the, by the idea that I know that this is not a moment to settle. This is a moment to keep working hard. This is a moment to keep proving myself and prove to everyone that I do belong on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, Raquel, just I, a quick follow-up for those who don't know, who was your dad? 
Yeah, my dad, he wrestled territories um, in a lot in Mexico, and his name was Rick Desperado Gonzalez. Um, he went by Speedy for a little bit during his younger years, but he started off at TWA, which was Shawn Michaels School in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I believe it was Lafo- uh, I remember his like I know he worked with like Booker T and, and everyone in Houston and Texas and Louisiana area. Uh, what I was going to say, it's kind of my been my job to cover NXT, and you were the flag bearer. Um, I mean, so many great matches I, I got to watch you. I watch you, got to watch you grow up on television within the WWE universe. And, and man, you answered the call. I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, love your finish. And uh, thank you. Was it hard for you to like leave that? Because I mean, again, you were the champ. You were you were the top dog, and even though like I was a top dog in ECW, but when you now come to SmackDown, you're repaying those dues all over again. We're watching you literally introduce yourself on television to people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard. And I think that's why after I got the phone call, I was like, all right, you know, I can celebrate now for these couple of seconds, but I know that this isn't going to last long. And I know that I have a lot of work to put in because everything I did in NXT, I'm carrying over with me. And it, it definitely was a journey, both mental and physical of, becoming the superstar that I know I am capable of being. And so that's something that I want to prove and show to everyone at SmackDown. And I know everybody has kind of been through the same journey of when you do get the call up and you have to kind of, in a sense, start over or changes are made or or whatever, but I'm fully open to all of that. And I'm fully committing to whatever box or categorization they want to try and put me in. I'm ready to break out of that and show them exactly what I can do. And that's perform. Like I've been doing at NXT improving myself. Raquel, in NXT, I saw this badass woman who never smiled. Now on SmackDown, it seems like you're all smiles. Which persona and which face (laughs) are you most comfortable wearing? You know, when I first started at the PC, too, a lot of the coaches, um, Matt Bloom, always got mad at me for constantly walking around the PC. No cameras on. It was just practice. We're smiling. And he's like, you need to learn how to stop smiling. You got to stop. You got to stop smiling. You got to be intimidating. You got to, you know, this, but I was just, I get so excited about being in this position because it's something that I've always wanted. And it's something that I've sacrificed and worked so hard for. I can't help but smile. Um, And so coming up to SmackDown, I was fully ready not to smile. I was fully ready to be this intimidating, bad mother you know, and and put that, yeah, mother trucker and put that on the screen. Um, But the thing that they asked for me was to smile. And so I I honestly, at this point in my career, I feel so comfortable doing both. I feel like I can talk to you and, and look at you and smile and tell you how excited I am. But then I definitely think that if you say anything that is against what I believe, I will definitely bust through the screen and I will find you. Porque yo soy la más uh, Tommy, what she just said that she's going to bust through the screen and beat your chunky butt. That's what she just said in Spanish in the WWE. I understood that too. Hey, uh, who are you looking forward to? Like, I mean, obviously you get called up and it's a whole new opponents, but like, do you have either a dream match or someone you're really looking forward to getting in the ring with? I'm looking forward to getting in with so many people, honestly, because I haven't gotten to work with even some of the people that were at NXT with me, like Bianca Belair. I would be very excited to step into the ring with her one day. Charlotte Flair, of course, I've always talked about, and Sasha Banks as well. And Natalia, of course, for not only being a veteran in the ring, but for being 
just the top of at her game. Every time she steps into the ring, she produces. And she's one of the women that that's the kind of person that you want to earn respect from. And the only way to earn respect from Natalia is to step into the ring with her. And so that's something I, I hopefully am looking forward to in the near future is really getting into the ring first with Natalia. She definitely has a new attitude that's sassy. Settle her tea kettle. Oh, she, she, <laughs> she sure does. Uh, Live here on Busted Open this morning with uh, WWE SmackDown superstar Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel, two-part question here. Um, considerably different atmospheres from the NXT locker room and the SmackDown locker room? Yes, there's definitely a different atmosphere into it. There's a lot more pressure in SmackDown. I think uh, NXT is very much you know, welcoming and laid back because we have so many new faces so often that everyone's just very much ready to get at it. And SmackDown, there's a lot more veterans. There's a lot more women with experience. So, of course, like we talked about, there's a lot more opportunities to prove yourself and to also mess up. So it's just a lot more pressure overall. Second hey. part of the question, how has the locker room been with you? How have you been with the locker room? I think we've been great on both ends, uh, vice versa. You know, I worked with Shayna a lot in NXT, so getting to see her in the locker room has been really nice. Um, Aliyah and I have trained together. We've been in the same classes together. So that's been awesome. A lot of the women that I haven't gotten to get to know as much has been, of course, like Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, um, Natalia, because they've been on SmackDown already. And then they've been in this position for so long that it's it's something that I look up to definitely. But it's it's the respect that I want to earn for sure from all of them. Today on the show, we're talking about outrageous moments and you growing up in the business. Do you have an outrageous moment that you saw within the WWE universe or in the wrestling universe that you were like, OMG, what is going on in this world that I really want to get into? Oh, yeah. I've seen and I've heard a lot. Um, I, I think one of the funniest outrageous moments that I've personally lived through has been when, uh, the day that I was supposed to be born. You know, my mom went into the hospital and that same day, my dad was supposed to have a tag team match. Um, so he takes my mom to the hospital and the doctor tells him, he's like, no, your baby's not going to be born right now. Like you definitely, you guys are going to be here for a while. Just make yourself comfortable. And my dad's tag partner shows up and he tells him, he's like, dude, baby's not coming for a couple hours. Come on, let's go wrestle. And then we'll come back and then the baby will be born. It'll be fine. So, of course, my dad's like, mm, okay, sure. <laughs> they take off. They go wrestle. They go kick ass in the ring. And while they're doing that, ta-da, yours truly was born into this beautiful world. Um, and so my dad came back and he was like, wait a second. I thought we were having a son because, <laughs> of course, I was supposed to be a boy. Um, so they had to think of a name for me on the spot. Vicky rhymed with Ricky and the rest is history. So, <laughs> And I'm sure wow. your mom doesn't let your dad live that down uh, to this day. <laughs> I don't let him live it down. I'm like, nice. hey, you weren't there the day I was born. You got to come to everything else. <laughs> Raquel, old school mentality. You got to make the shot, brother. Got to make that That's sound. Right. That's right. <laughs> you got to make that payday. Um, Raquel, I know I speak on behalf of me and Tommy. Uh, it was great to have you on this morning, chat with you a bit. Uh, we with you, wish you nothing but success. I personally enjoyed watching you at NXT. Um, I, I saw you, you grow. I saw you get better and better every single week. You could tell that you wanted to learn. You could tell that you wanted to get better. I hope that success carry on uh, carries on for you uh, on the main roster and you get the opportunities that I think you've earned and that, that I saw you deserve down in NXT. 
Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure getting to talk with you guys. I really appreciate it. Tommy, any final words? Come back anytime. You're you're welcome. You're a ray of sunshine on this miserable show between him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're so miserable. The fat and the furious. I'm furious. That's what he is. Thank you very much, Uh Raquel Rodriguez, for joining us. Former NXT Women's Champion, former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. And you can see her every Friday night on SmackDown. Hopefully every Friday night if they book you the right way. Raquel Rodriguez, (laughs) thank you very much for joining us this morning on Busted Open. Thank you, vaqueros. Y'all have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds. And I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly. Fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, joining us live right now, we got him on fellow WWE Hall of Famer, former ECW World Champion, former WWE World Champion, Mr. Monday Night, the King of 420, Rob Van Dam. Rob, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. How the hell are you, brother? 
Happy 420. Yeah. Happy 420. We got you. How you doing, buddy? Uh, very good, dude. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for waking up this early morning uh, for you on the West Coast. As you know, Rob, it's 420. So I, uh, when I think of 420, I think of the Mount Rushmore of 420. And I, I put you on that list because you've always been a proponent for 420 and the medical benefits of it. Yeah, for sure. It's funny that back in the day, like nobody knew what 420 meant. And then, and now it's like, it's come so far that um, it's like going, it's like a Christmas as far as like going through my Twitter as Bubba calls it and going through and uh, going through all the happy 420 RVD. And you gotta go through, you know, and comments and shit. It's like uh, it's such a big part of culture, which it always was, but it wasn't mainstream culture. Now it's all blended in. Everyone's smarter than they were. And, uh, it, you know, it's people think of a RVD, but it's just one of the one of the many areas where I've always been ahead of my time. Um, it's I've always said it was going to be like this. As far as medicinal benefits go, we're halfway there. You know, like in several years from now, it's going to be uh, more as common as pharmaceuticals, if not, if not more so. Rob, what is the origins of 420? I know like five o'clock is happy hour because that's, you know, nine to five job and then you have a drink at the bar. What's the origins of 420? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that and I was <laughs> I was going to try to uh, uh, to read up on it before the before this. And I actually saw an article and said, OK, I'll get back to that one when I was scrolling through. But uh, um, I don't know if there's an actual fact to it or it's, it's kind of got like a urban legend and shit you know and um it's a it's a police code somewhere in california in the uh um i don't know if it's in the bay area or in the triangle but northern california it's supposed supposedly um you know that's a, a code 420 that, that originated from there's there's other stories of uh tea time you know where kids kids i guess would, would meet up like after school or whatever and it got to be 420 was the meeting time again in california that's where uh that's where pot comes from <laughs> um but that's that i don't know for sure that either one of those are a complete fact you know but that's uh that's the that's the myth and uh and again kids pot's not for you correct there you go. it's not for tommy dreamer either he does not need to uh like anything that makes him want to eat more uh, because he's way too fat. Um, Rob, you've been a, an innovator, not only in your wrestling, but like you were always stretching. You were always doing things that a lot of people back in the day didn't do. And I'm not talking stretching. I'm talking like full blown workout while you're stretching, as well as, you know, Bully and I were talking earlier, like back in the day, uh, we celebrated being you guys being on the cover of High Time Magazine. That was our first ever um, mainstream media nationally. But everyone else, you know, it marijuana always had a such a negative connotation to it. Yeah. Do you want to hear about that? Yes. All right. Uh, tell, me here, tell me if I'm talking too long. All right. So. Um, in the 30s, when marijuana was prohibited, it was done for all the wrong reasons, racial reasons, because they wanted to drive uh, Mexicans and blacks out. The jazz singers were were smoking it. The Mexicans, um, you know, they wanted to push them back 
south of the border. The uh, the guy's name was Henry Anslinger. He was the head of the FBN, which would be the DEA now. And um, it was his personal mission. Like he had a heart on for marijuana and he went and campaigned everywhere. He used that crazy movie, Reefer Madness. And he went around showing that to parents and they believed it. You know, they thought that marijuana made people violently insane and crazy and, and lose control of all their uh, inhibitions. And, um, and so he used that to scare everybody. Um, and, and, and his, his teammates on that venture were the, were the most powerful people because that's who loses money for prohibition. People always ask me like, why don't they realize how much money we'll make when we tax it, um, you know, legalize it. It's not the same people that make money. Like William Hearst was one of the, the richest men in, on the whole planet. And he made his money from newspapers, which he got from cutting down 20 year old trees. Now with hemp, you can get an annual crop every year, chop it down, it grows completely back. And that's without manipulating the lights. Otherwise you can do it in, you know, 90 days. But um, he, he was a, a strong proponent. He, he ran all the articles about this new crazy menace to society. Um, and, and when you look at fuel and alcohol, tobacco, um, pharmaceuticals. These are all the big, big conglomerate companies. These are the one percenters that actually rule the world. They're the ones that make all the rules. They're the ones that benefit from everything. And the more I studied prohibition, the more I learned about that. Um, and the more I learned about how our society is run by those powerful people and how um, they, they run everything. So what, they're, what they've been doing for several years is learning how to control the cannabis market, buying up property, farms, investing in it. And as soon as they're the ones that are going to keep making the money, they'll flip the switch. And then finally, it'll be legalized. Um, what people don't realize in general, unless they look into it, Way back um, in 1970, Richard Nixon did this this study where he's all right. You know, we're gonna we, we made they made the Controlled Substance uh, Act, and they said, um, let, let's see let's see how bad marijuana is. And they sent out to do this report on it, and temporarily they uh, put it as a Schedule One controlled substance, meaning the most dangerous, no medicinal value, it's shit for you and for society. Boom. Um, well, when the reports came back, he didn't like the results. He buried the report. And still today, in 2022, marijuana is a Schedule One, the worst drug, along with heroin and acid. Schedule Two, meaning safer for you and society, is where we find cocaine and meth. In people's minds, that doesn't make sense. But that is what the DEA uses to arrest hundreds of thousands of people, sell their houses, shoot their dogs, destroy their lives, and make criminals out of people that aren't criminals. Um, something I'd like to add to that real quick, because a lot of people don't know this story. Um, you guys are New Yorkers, you like this. In uh, 1947, Mayor LaGuardia said, uh, hey, wait a minute, let, let me do my own study, just like Nixon did later in 1970. Uh, the LaGuardia Commission report which, which you can Google, is the report that Mayor LaGuardia did in 47 and said, let me see if all these uh, claims on marijuana are true, did the report and said, 
bullshit. It, it's, there's no signs that say it's addictive. It's not, uh, there's no, there's no evidence that kids at an alarming rate are, are, are um, becoming consumed by this in schools. It doesn't make you violent. It shouldn't be illegal. In fact, it, it doesn't, it would be um, inhumane to, to make this a, a, an offense, an arrestable offense. So Mayor LaGuardia said, fuck that. So what did uh, Harry Enslinger do? He buried uh, the LaGuardia Commission report and he banned all future testing of marijuana. So now in 2022, we're just getting around to where it's quasi-legal. We're starting to look at the plant and study it. And all we've known for years is it gets you high. Marijuana gets you high. That's all we knew was THC. Now we're able to open it up and holy shit, there's over a hundred different cannabinoids inside of it. They, they all do different things. We can separate them. We can combine them. We can manipulate the, the effects that we want and we can avoid the, uh, the undesirable effects, you know? So you can actually go through and check boxes at certain doctors and say, you know what? I want something that'll help me focus, something that'll... Uh, put me in a good mood, but doesn't give me the giggles. I don't want the munchies. I don't want to be tired. I want energy. You can go through and check all these boxes and get um, a doctor that's in the know to put together a certain formula and suggest it for you and say, you know what? I got this. I'm making this 10% CBG, uh, 40% CBD, you know, whatever. They, they can do that. And that's where the science is going. So I've known that for a long time. It's always fascinated me. And now the rest of the world is, is catching up. So we are definitely getting an education here this morning from Rob Van Dam. I, I learned a couple of things there, Rob, I want to do a 180 real quick. I want to jump back into the world of pro wrestling. Uh, tell me what it was like for you to get a call from the WWE and get inducted into the WWE hall of fame. Mm. Well, it was cool. You know, whenever that 203 area code shows up on my cell phone, I'm always like, Okay, let me see. You know, I, I try and identify my feelings about it. You know, like, oh. <laughs> um, it was uh, Johnny Ace, and um, he just, you know, he he said, "Hey, uh, Vince wanted me to call you and uh, and see if you're interested in being inducted in the Hall of Fame this year." Of course, I was like, "Yeah, it'd be an honor, uh, absolutely." And I learned that um, I think it was Michael Hayes that that told me that they were they were sitting around the, the table like they do when, uh, when it came up. And I guess Vince said something to the effect of too bad already he's already in the hall of fame or he'd be a good candidate for this year. And, and someone said, I think it was Michael Hayes said, um, Vince, already not in the hall of fame. And he thought I was, he's like, what? So, um, pretty cool how that went down. And I'm glad obviously to be part of it. When, uh, when, Rob, you, when you gave your speech, did they give you any like, you know, parameters or say this or don't say that? Or was there? Was, no, they, you know, they kept coming by me um, saying, you know, let me know if you need help or whatever. And I'd say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to put my thoughts together, which, which I always do. I always plan on planning, but I never really make it to the plan spot. You know, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes later, and, but I don't. So finally I said, you know what, I'm just going to go out there and just say what comes to my mind. Um, Everyone seemed to like the speech, but I didn't realize till later, you know, they had said go three to five minutes and Molly Holly was really upset because she had taken this, uh, she had a really long speech prepared, you know, with help. And she was like really hurt for me. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say anyway. So it sucks though, you know, three to five minutes, my whole, 
my whole life I've learned, I've, I've stayed and listened to all these great long speeches by all these legends. And now I'm going to be in front of an empty arena. And in three minutes, I want to say thanks. Uh, but I figured I was going to go a little bit long, you know, maybe five or six minutes and give them stuff to edit, whatever. I went 26 minutes. Didn't even realize it. I think because there was nobody there, it was weird. I would say something and they would turn up the applause and turn it down. So I'd have an idea. And then I'd say something else. I had no idea I went that long, but nobody seemed upset. I, I think maybe I, maybe it upset me more than anybody else. As far as I could tell, just cause I was, I felt like I stepped over the bounds so much, you know, we're uh, earlier talking about outrageous moments in professional wrestling. And then I thought of something that sadly is commonplace, but now you were the first person to ever do it. And that was the van terminator literally jumping from one side of the ring to the other. And, you know, we talk about Sabu, like making tables are commonplace, but it was, you know, Sabu, the first person to pull it out. But for you, this outrageous moment. And then I also think of your dive on Bam Bam Bigelow in Buffalo. Uh, would you say those are your two most outrageous moments where like shocking, like, oh my God type of stuff? I don't know about that. Um, outrageous is a hell of an adjective. I got to I mean, that kind of makes my makes my wheels turn a little bit to try to come up with that. It, I would say um, a couple of the most well-known um, highlights of my career, for sure. You know, um, I don't know. There's been a lot of uh, outrageous moments. And, and by the way, that, that dive out on Bam Bam, it's just that it's been played like so many times on TV that people have seen it. And it looks incredible. Uh, I've said this for a while. There was only three guys in ECW that I would dive over the guardrail onto and expect them to be uh, strong enough to not just flatten like a pancake. Besides Bam Bam, there was Boz Mahoney and uh, there was uh, Bully Dudley. We always made sure we caught you, brother. Always made sure. And, 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 that, and that ass is heavy when it's coming at you at about 30 miles an hour. <laughs> so, so I've heard. <laughs> so I've heard. And some people avoided that, you know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it was, I'm not saying Lance Storm in particular, but. <laughs> hey, Rob, one of the other questions that we asked our listeners today on 420 was if you could smoke with any wrestler, if you could celebrate 420 with any wrestler, who would it be? And people are calling in all day. Obviously, you were a top choice. But for you, who celebrates 420 every single day, who would you like to have celebrated with that you never got to celebrate with? And it doesn't have to be a wrestler. It could be anybody. Hmm. Um, well, the first person that comes to my mind maybe is uh, the Sheik, the original Sheik, my mentor. Um you know, his his book is just coming out. Brian Solomon wrote, and I did the foreword for it. It's so good. Um, I haven't read the whole book, but what I've read of it, it's everything that I love in a nonfiction book, you know, all the, the information. And if there's more than one source, uh, one more than one story, like he'll tell, like, it could have happened this way, or I also heard it happen this way. And, and I just love that. So um, I, I realized by reading what I read in, in the book, I really didn't get to know him that well. I mean, I was so young, um, you know, 18 uh, when I met the Sheik and, and for the first several years of my career, he was around. 
I, I remember seeing him after my star was rising. Maybe it was in ECW. Uh, maybe I was even in WWE. I'm not sure. I think he died. Uh, 2000 was he still around in 2010 is he there or or between 2000 and 2010 and uh and so like i did get to see him like once where he said you know I, i've seen how good you're doing you know which which meant a lot to me that wow okay i didn't know he kept up with me but you know like man to man i've never had a talk with him you know or even like wrestler to wrestler like experience you know like to actually talk with him about and relate because when I was young and he was talking about, oh, you'll go places in the world you never thought you would go because of this business. You know, you, you live on the road and that becomes your life. And to me, it just sounded like stories back when he was telling me. So it'd be cool to to uh, smoke a joint, um, burn one down with Sheik and actually uh, speak from from both from the heart of experience, you know, about it, about the the um, the commonalities in, in the lives that we had. That'd be pretty cool. Tommy? Agreed. Um, I wanted to talk also about CBDs. Uh, I take CBDs. I, I don't live a life of pain and I really attribute it to uh, CBDs as well as I've tried your uh, CBD cream when I have gotten hurt or bruises and they make me feel better. And uh, Rob, you know all about it. It's also your product line and just kind of wanted to talk about it. Yeah, so um, I came up with the uh, RVD CBD um, idea, um, I don't know, a little over two years ago, three years ago, probably three years ago when I came up with it. It took a little bit to, uh, you know, materialize, but I had been thinking for a while about putting my name on a, a, some kind of brand of cannabis. A lot of celebrities do it. I've been asked for years, how come you don't do it? And I would always say, well, there's no control over it. You know what I mean? Like some some kid in Louisville, Kentucky can can grow his own weed and call it Rolling Thunder. And they do all the time, you know. Um, but as the, as the legalization movement grew um, now, you know, we actually package the products. And so now I feel like there's a little more control over that. So I started looking into it. And I read an article in Time uh, magazine saying that uh, NFL was considering letting the football players use CBG as a, as a pregame um, medication to help protect their brain. And I just thought, one, that was fascinating. Two, I hadn't even heard of CBG at that time. And, it, and it, CBG is kind of like a stem cell of cannabinoids. Like it's when uh, it's an early form where, this, where a CBG can still become something else. Um, like CBD or can become THC. So it's like, think of it, think of it that way. And what I was reading was it could actually possibly um, help regenerate dead brain tissue. And I thought that's fascinating. And I bet NFL has to cut through so much red tape to, you know, they have to put out the years of articles like this just to get the temperature uh, of the reaction. And so, you know, I, I started talking to some people that had their own CBD company about doing RVD CBD. And when we did, I didn't just put my name on it. Like I helped formulate it, that pain cream you're talking about. Um, I, I we went back to the drawing board several times. I said, no, I want more menthol in it, more, more, boom, boom. And uh, eventually, you know, I got this product that's helping so many people. And the feedback that I get from everybody is just amazing. Rob, um, we got a huge education from you today on the benefits of CBD and just smoking in general. <laughs> Rob, thank you very much.
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro... Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.